How does Easter impact your life? Or more specifically, how does the resurrection of Jesus impact who you are and how you live? At the moment that Jesus died, there was an incredible earthquake that shook the world. I remember that when Jesus died, there was a violent earthquake. And the world became dark. And then on resurrection morning, another earthquake came and a great light appeared. On the third day, just after sunrise, a bright light came to announce to the world through an angel of the Lord that God had sent. God sent an angel to come down from heaven and roll away the stone. And he was sitting on that stone when there were two women that came, according to Matthew chapter 28. Both of them, their name were Mary. And God gave this angel the message to give to Mary the first ones, uh, the first one to hear the message, the story of the resurrection of Jesus. I was thinking about these two women and how precious they were in Jesus' life and ministry. There were three women named Mary that we read about in the Gospels and two that Matthew tells. One of them was Mary Magdalene, the one from whom Jesus had cast out seven demons and already made a tremendous difference in her life. But now when Jesus is resurrected, he will make even a greater difference in each one of them. God sent this angel to roll away the stone and, and to give the message to Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. And, and we read a little bit about this and then two other gospels, a little bit about what these ladies were thinking. We know they were confused. Of course they were confused. They're already upset and they were they were deeply troubled, of course, by everything that had happened as they came to the tomb. They were coming thinking they were going to bring spices to anoint the decaying body of Jesus. And so when the tomb was opened and then the angels came and announced to them, they were, they were afraid. Of course they were afraid, but yet the Bible says they were filled with joy. There was something about the resurrection of Jesus that made them afraid. It should make them afraid. We hear the story so many times, it's not like they were when in that moment, that first time they hear the news, it's, a, it's such a, an unexpected thing. And yet it says they were filled with joy too. Sometimes life's like that. We struggle, but we can still have joy. We have things that we go through and we deal with and we face in life that are very difficult, but we still can have joy, the resurrection, the beauty and the wonder of it. The fact that Jesus died in my sins. And for my sins, that's, that's a tremendous truth when I, that day long ago when it, it really kind of dawned on me that Jesus just didn't die for the world. I mean, I've, I've heard that since I was a little boy. Jesus died for the sins of the world, and it's true. But the reality struck me when I heard it that Jesus died for me. Me. And when he's resurrected from the dead, there's something about the reality of the resurrection that said that he was resurrected from the dead for me too. Just as I believe deeply that Jesus went to the cross for me, there's also a truth in the reality that Jesus came out of the tomb for me too. He wants to make a difference in my life. He rose from the dead, and he gives each one of us a great opportunity also to be filled with joy. The resurrection of, of Jesus is a 
a powerful truth. It has impact and, and it has uh, ramifications for, for our lives and how we live and how we see the world, our worldview. It's incredibly important in our lives when we stop to think about the reality of the resurrection. And again, I'm not thinking so much about what happened. I'm thinking about why it happened. I realize that we're in a very deep place of truth about the creation and why I'm here, why you're here. The resurrection of Jesus is part of God's eternal plan. From the creation of man, God had seen or foreseen or understood that Jesus was going to die on the cross and be resurrected. Jesus talked about it. As I said before, Jesus uh, told his disciples about it. It was an eternal plan. It, it's not just a sudden thing that Jesus died on the cross and then, though it's sudden in the world when it happened, but God knew that the resurrection was going to take place. It is life-changing. It is world-changing for those that come to believe and accept the truth that Jesus did that. That Jesus did something far more impossible and greater than if Tim and Richard could pick up the couch with the whole congregation on it today. Think of the reality of the amazing truth that Jesus came out of the grave. I mean, I've been around a lot of funerals, a couple hundred anyway, there's a finality about death that we understand as part of our nature in life. But Jesus came out of the tomb. World changing for those that believe. It's an opportunity for genuine faith. It's an opportunity to hear God's voice. It's an opportunity to connect to God's purpose. I read this week about some of the statistics about our country and what people believe. I read that about two-thirds of Americans, when asked, do you believe in the resurrection of Jesus? Two-thirds of Americans, and many of them who don't go to church, <clears throat> believe that Jesus resurrected from the dead. Paul writes in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, a verse that I think is so powerful. It says, I want to know... Christ. Yes, and to know the power of the resurrection. Would you go on to that next slide, please? I want to know Christ and the power of the resurrection and participating in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. That first part of that verse, it gets my attention. Yes, to know the power of the resurrection. I really want to understand the power of the resurrection of Jesus. I don't want it just to be a story that I've heard and I've repeated a couple hundred times and every Easter and throughout the year we talk about, I want to know why the resurrection of Jesus is important in my life and what difference it makes. I would hope today that you have a curiosity within you that says, I want to know why it's important. Yes, I've heard the story a hundred times, and I can tell you the story, and 
I believe the story, and to a degree, some do and some may not, but many of us, would, probably all of us have heard the story. But the question that is really deep is important is, what does it do for you in your life? Does it make a difference in how you live based on the truth and the magnitude that Jesus rose from the dead to know the power of his resurrection? It's one thing to know the story, and probably, as I said, most of us have heard it. I'm guessing, I'm guessing that you're here today, and pretty safe to say that you've heard the story. But I'm wondering what the story means in your life. How does it make a difference for you? Why the resurrection? How does it make a, a difference in your life? I've been thinking about that question all week. I've been thinking about that and preparing for this morning. What does it mean for me? What does Easter really mean? I mean, when you, you finish up with the eggs and the ham or whatever you do, and the family's coming and going and... You know, uh, all the traditions of Easter, pretty nice clothes, and, you know, all... I, I know, I, I wore a tie for the second time. I know. What does Easter mean to you? Some of you, you know, are, are here because you've come to Easter services all your life, and you're part of this church, and best you can, you wouldn't miss Easter Sunday. It's just, you know, that's real important. Others of you would say, you know, I don't, I don't go real often, or I'm not... But I go on Easter because there's something about Easter that... Yeah, maybe my girlfriend invited me or maybe my parents make me come. That, I know that's part of it too and all that stuff, but I guess I want for, for all of us or most of us to kind of think about that question this morning. Why are we here on Easter? What is it you want to hear today? What is it that would connect to you about who you are and what you really believe that when you come on Easter and you hear the Easter story, it makes you think and it makes you feel drawn to the heart of God. I've been thinking about that question all week. And there's five things that I want to share this morning that are meaningful to me personally about Easter. And there's many. I kind of narrowed it down to the first five that really came to my heart and mind. But I would really honestly love to hear what you think and you feel and what connects to you about Easter and your faith. Uh, I really would. I would love for you to just stop and tell me or send me a text or a note or, or whatever. You know, maybe sometime later we can do that. But I really, I mean, that's, I want to share five things from my heart today. But what I really want you to do is, is ask that deep question inside. How does Easter make a difference in my life? How does the resurrection of Jesus make a difference in my, my life? I'm going to share five for me. The first is this. It's simple. The resurrection of Jesus affirms in my deepest place the power of God. He is all-powerful. If he can raise Jesus from the dead after the third day, what possibly could God not do? I mean, I, it's hard for me to think of much that would be more spectacular after all the death that we've all been around and we've seen in the cemeteries we go past every day when we're driving and those that we've lost in our families, loved ones, and the horribleness of sin and war and famine and disease and all the things that sin has brought to the world that's devastating. 
but to know that God Himself could bring back Jesus from the dead is an amazing truth of the power of God to me. I mean, He is the creator of life. And if I see that He created life, and I believe that deeply, He's the creator, and how He did it, and the amazing forces that He brought together to create life is just incredible. He's the maker of life. He made you and me individually with our chromosomes and all the genetics that none of us are the same. He, in fact, and, he, and beyond all that, he made us from dust. From dust we were made. To dust we'll return eventually. But he was able to take that and make you and me. That's incredible. He's powerful. The ability to create and, and bring back life into existence is just amazing to me. I mean, I don't know which is more amazing. He created life the first time or he could bring the dead back to life, the tissue, the, the bones, the blood. Death stinks. Jesus rose from the dead. That's incredible. That shows me the incredible power of God. Just to dwell on that for a time is very special to me. It also reminds me that God is able to handle my life if he can handle the resurrection of Jesus. There is nothing in my life beyond the ability of God to touch. And that's kind of the takeaway from this one is, if God can do that, how can I doubt that God can't help me with my issues in my life? Are they bigger than that? Are my problems bigger than the reality of the miracle of Jesus coming out of the tomb? Oh my goodness. How do we It's almost like we live like our lives are even bigger or more complex or more impossible than anything Jesus did when he died on the cross for us. Like, you know, like we're the center of the universe. The reality is we're not and we're out there and God sees us and knows us. And when Jesus rose from the dead, it affirmed that his eye is on our universe. He knows where we're at and he can help us and be with us. I'm so thankful today that I'm not outside of the power of God. My little life here on earth is not outside the amazing uh, circle of the power of God. He can do what he chooses to do. He can restore life. He can work in every detail of my life. I'm thankful today for the power of God. Number two for me is God has an eternal plan. These things just didn't happen as they did without any, any forethought of God, but God planned for Jesus to, to die on the cross. The Father sent him to bear the sins of the world. However, that can possibly be. How does an infinite God think and plan? But the Bible explains it. He says that God foreknew what would happen to man and sin, and God's plan to bring man back to him was to send himself, his own son. What an incredible plan. He planned that. He, he all of this, the miracle of the 
the resurrection of Jesus was part of the, the plan of God. And what that tells me and reminds me is we're not here by chance or randomness. Your life is not just a random something that happened when, when proteins came together, but God planned life. And in his perfect foreknowledge, he knows your life. He knows every day of your life, Psalm 139 says, before one of them, even one of them comes to be, God knows every one of them. Think of that. I, I forget, I quoted a while back how many, 85,000 or something, I don't know, how many days are in, I don't know, write that and figure it out yourself, but whatever it is, it'd have to be 140 for that, I don't know, but, uh, but think of that. According to God, if he's telling the truth, every day of your life is known by God before even one day came to be. No matter where you live, no matter how you live, God sees you and has a plan for your life. The resurrection of Jesus reminds me of that, that God has a place and a plan for every one of us. You are a part of the design of God for life. You might think, how in the world out of 7 billion people today and another six that may have lived before this generation, I don't know, 13 billion, uh, again, I might not be right about that, but whatever it is, how could possibly God know every person? Well, I tell you what, he's infinite. He's got, he's all-knowing, the word omniscient. He knows he knows you. I know my three children. I know my 11 grandchildren. I know most of you, not all of you, but I know most of you in some way, and I'm pretty human, and I'm really limited, but let me tell you, God is not. If I can know 200 people, imagine what God can do if he is God. You must believe that God exists and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. That's what the Bible says about faith. You make a choice. Do I believe that God is who he says he is or do I going to say, well, I believe a little bit of it, some of it, but really not all of it. Yet You really might as well not believe any of it. I, it won't do you any good to believe some things about God but not believe that faith is important and choose it or you must believe that he exists and he's the rewarder of those that diligently seek him in order to connect to God other than just kind of in a respectful oh yeah I believe in God you know and I'm respectful I, I'm not I'm, ta I'm talking about stepping across to a place of embracing what God said about himself how important it is to choose to believe that God is who he says he is. And to me, the resurrection of Jesus and the fact that God had a plan draws me to believe God that what he said is true. The third thing that I want to share today, there is nothing in my future that God doesn't know about. I can trust him with my future. I know that he already knows my life, and I can trust him with my future. I might not be able to guess what's going to happen. It might not go the way that I hope it does, 
but I know I can trust the one who has planned from all of eternity. The third truth about Jesus' resurrection for me is this. God keeps his promises. This is the one that stood out to me, and I kind of felt excited about this week as I was thinking about these five points that I wanted to share this morning. God keeps his promises. Jesus had said it many times, several times, in the Gospels before it ever took place, and his disciples rebuked him. Peter said, don't say that, Jesus. You're not going to die. We'll protect you. Man, we'll give our life for you, you know. Oh, Peter, he... Peter was trying, but he just didn't see the whole picture yet. And every time he talked about dying, they would, no, 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 Jesus, that's not going to happen to you. We'll take care of you. Little did they really understand. And you know, when he talked about coming back from the dead, I think they had absolutely no idea what that was about. What? It was after his resurrection that they began to understand what he said about it. Jesus had talked about it several times. I will be resurrected. Jesus claimed it. I mean, Jesus said it's going to happen. That's kind of teasing a little bit. What, do you promise? Do you promise, you know? Kind of egging on a little bit. Jesus said, this is the way it is. I'm coming back from the dead. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Do you believe? what Jesus said when he said, I will rise again. I'm going to come back from the dead. And he did. Think of the incredible promise that that is. He claimed it. Far beyond human abilities, far beyond human experience is the claim that Jesus would rise from the dead. I mean, it's nothing inside our world of thinking that we can even comprehend the resurrection of Jesus, but we can hear his promise, we can see the evidence, we can read what happened after he was resurrected, mostly from the Bible, but from the emergence of the early church is this incredible growth of acceptance of Jesus because people knew and believed that he rose from the dead. Jesus understood death. And when people connect with this resurrection, why he died, man, those two things together should bring in our hearts a response. Oh, that's who God is. And he loves me. And Jesus died for me. And he rose from the dead. And I have life in him. Those two things should bring out of us something that excites us about why we're here, where we're at in our human experience. He understood death. He understood the finality of death. Yet he promised he would rise again. He kept his promise. Seemingly unbelievable. Unexpected. That assures me that God is faithful to do everything he promised. When I go back to, to Easter and resurrection, it just reminds me the rest of the year. If God can do that, there's nothing that he can't do. I can live in that confidence. I can live in that hope. I can live in that perspective. I can, I can live in that worldview. You know what? God was able to do that. He's able to, to deal with stuff in this life. He's big enough. His shoulders are strong enough. I would love to hear from your list. I wonder what you're thinking now. What does a resurrection mean to you and your faith?
The fourth one for me is the reality that God is watching my life. He didn't come out of the tomb and go away somewhere on vacation. Jesus didn't come out when the, the earthquake happened and whatever happened inside that tomb and life came back into him, the radiance, the life. He didn't just come out of the tomb and disappear. He came out, he showed himself to people, 500 of them at some point, he sat down and taught his disciples and he told them now, I'm going to tell you something else, I'm going to leave again, I'm going to leave and I'm going to go to heaven. And that's exactly what he did when he ascended into heaven. But you know, where is he right now? The Bible says he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. Think of that. We know where Jesus is today. His presence, his body, his spirit. He is in heaven sitting at the right hand of the Father. And what is he doing? The Bible says that he's praying for you and I. Jesus is praying for you and I. Right now, interceding. Think of that. And if he's praying for me, he's got to know what's going on in my life. He's got to be watching me. Somehow again, here's this incredible infinite God that can see Seven billion people. And God is watching my life. God is watching your life. You know, people that don't realize that, who don't catch that, who don't get that, go through their whole life and don't realize that God's been watching them the whole time. I know I've told a story before about my son Luke and how long, long ago, I've told this story several times. It's one of those things that really got in me. You know, we were visiting at this. He was about five years old. He wanted to go get his ice cream at the mall. Wanted to take his own money. He didn't want his dad to walk him there, you know. I can do it. So I gave him a couple dollars and, okay, go to the end of the mall and get your ice cream. And he took off. He was so proud. He was on his own. He was going to do it. And he got about halfway there. And then some people walked in around him. And he looked back and he couldn't see his mom and dad anymore. And then I could, I could see him, but... Man, he, he, you know, people got in the way, and Luke could not find us. Little did Luke know, I was watching him every minute. I would not have let him out of my sight, because I love him so much. It's the same way with you and God. You may not realize it. You may not think about it. You may not be aware, but God is watching you. You may have stubbornness in your heart. You, you may not be sure what you believe right now. God is still watching you. You may be rejecting Him. You may be living in sin and doing what you know God doesn't want you to. But I want you to know God is still watching you. He will never take His eye off you. That to me is incredible. That just tells me that, that He's watching me and... and I'm valuable to God. I must be personally valued. Wayne Crell, God cares about me. I'm worthwhile to him. I make a difference to God. That's the truth of the scripture is you make a difference to God and he cares about you. The last one I want to express comes from this fourth one. It's very similar. That God is watching me, but God wants a relationship with me. I'd been chosen by God. The fact that Jesus rose from the dead tells me that I've been chosen by God. I'm special to him. He knows my name. And even more than that is 
I can please God. I can live a life that's pleasing to God. This infinite, credible God that we try to understand, I could actually have a relationship with Him of approval. He pretty much tells us what He wants us to do and be and what He wants in our hearts. And He's watching us and He's preparing a place in heaven for those that choose Him. But I want you to know today that you can please God. You can have a heart and an attitude and a life that, that, that somehow makes the heart of God rejoice because He's all about relationship. This connection uh, made possible by Jesus' resurrection, it's a two-way thing. It's a two-way relationship. You know, Easter is, is kind of seems one-sided. It's all about Jesus coming out of the tomb, and that's true. But, you know, the other side of that is it's an invitation. It is literally an invitation for you to believe in him. Say, yes, I believed you, Jesus, that you did exactly what you said. I believe that somehow you picked up the couch. Another way to say it is I believe that the resurrection of Jesus is an invitation for me to love back, to love a God who already loved me. He knows me, and I can trust his hand. Easter is a time to embrace that again, to embrace that truth that God is reaching out to you. Jesus paid the price to redeem us and bring us back to the Father. You know, we all been around families that have had brokenness and separation or misunderstanding or whatever. And we kind of long that they be able to come back together and forgive and embrace again. Well, that's what Jesus did when He went to the cross. He went to the cross so we could embrace God again. I'm thankful for that today. Jesus makes it possible, and it's a personal invitation to each one of us. Would you stand? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank You today of all the incredible reasons why Easter is so special to us, to me that it's an invitation to believe, it's an invitation to say, yes, I believe that Jesus is who He said He is. I believe that he, he picked up the couch. I believe that He did something far more incredible than man, my mind can even get an idea of. It's somehow the, the designer and giver of life is able to restore life. And, and the promise is, not only was He risen from the dead, but someday He will raise each one of us, for each one of us will pass through that valley of the shadow of death. We're sure, we know that, but the promise is that the same one who raised from the dead will someday speak our name and the trumpet will sound and we will rise also. And I thank you for that. I pray that that would give strength and faith to each person here today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.